Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This episode has been recorded on Friday the 7th of October at around 4 o'clock. This episode is dedicated in memory of Michael Keating, formerly of Dublin and Westlake Village, Los Angeles, who passed away at the end of August. May he rest in peace. Following on from my last discussion topic where I spoke to Patrick Douglas of Horizon Charters operating out of San Diego, I wanted to speak more about the thrills and tourist attractions of San Diego, and my favourite of these was the USS Midway Museum. But before discussing the museum, I think in order to promote this attraction I will seek to explain the history of this aircraft carrier. Midway was first built in October 1943 in Newport News Shipbuilding Company in Virginia and was launched on the 20th of March 1945. The carrier was sponsored by Mrs. Bradford William Ripley Jr. and commissioned on the 10th of September 1945, just days after World War II had ended. The USS Midway was the longest serving aircraft carrier in the 20th century and was named after the Battle of Midway which occurred in 1942. Midway was the first in a three ship class of large carriers that featured an armoured flight deck and air group of 120 planes. The carrier itself was not a part of World War II as it had only just been commissioned in September of 1945 but the carrier did play a key role in the Cold War in 1946 in the sub-Arctic in what was called Operation Frostbite. This was a helicopter rescue technique for cold weather operations in the Labrador Sea. Midway was the largest ship in the world until 1955. The aircraft carrier was also deemed the first US aircraft carrier too big to pass through the Panama, the Panama Canal. In 1947, Midway became the first aircraft carrier to launch a captured German V-2 rocket in what was called Operation Sandy and was the dawn of naval missile warfare. The German V-2 rocket was launched from a moving platform and it tilted and broke up at about 15,000 feet. This led to the success and realization that atomic bombs could be delivered by a carrier after a further two year trial. In 1951, Midway operated in off the Virginia Capes to test its carrier suitability of the F9F F Panther. Later in June, a horrific accident occurred when Commander George Chamberlain Duncan attempted to land a fighter plane in a downward draft onto Midway. The front fuselage of the plane broke off with Duncan sustaining burns. Footage of this was captured and can be seen in movies such as The Hunt for Red October. USS Midway served with the Atlantic Fleet for 10 years and made seven deployments in European waters, especially in the Mediterranean, to protect NATO's supposed weak link. Her port was in Norfolk, Virginia. In December of 54, Midway took off for a world cruise, sailing via the Cape of Good Hope for Taiwan 
for operations in the Western Pacific until 1955. Midway was covered in controversy when she docked in Cape Town, South Africa. News had reached Democratic Senator Herbert Lehman that 400 non-white members of the Midway crew were going to be segregated and a telegram was sent to the Secretary of Navy, Charles Thomas. Letters were also sent to Democratic Senator Hubert Humphrey and Secretary of State John Foster Dulles. Subsequently, it was demanded that all crew be treated the same or Cape Town was to be eliminated as a port of call during the apartheid regime. In 1955, Midway made its way back to the west coast of America after a world trip to be serviced at Puget Sound Shipyard. It was at this time that it was rebuilt with an angled deck to improve its jet landing operations. It also received an enclosed hurricane bow, an aft deck edge elevator and steam catapults before returning to service in September of 1957. Midway was home ported at Alameda, California. Midway began annual deployments bringing McDonnell F3H Demons, North American FJ4 Furies, Vought FA Crusaders, Douglas A1 and A3 Sky Raiders to the 7th Fleet in 1958 and into the South China Sea during the Laotian Crisis of Spring 1961. During the 1962 deployment, Midway recorded her 100,000th arrested landing as the ship's aircraft tested the air defense systems of Japan, Korea, Okinawa, the Philippines and Taiwan. In 1963, the first successful landing using hands-off autopilot technology was achieved by Midway. The ship's first combat deployment did not come until 1965, when the carrier was sent to fight in the Vietnam War. The carrier shot down three MIGs, but 17 Midway aircraft were lost during the cruise. For those not familiar with the terminology, MIGs are Soviet aircraft. The carrier was then subsequently decommissioned for four years in 1966. In 1973, Midway became the first US home ported carrier in Yokosuka, Japan. It was also in 73 that Midway shot down its last MIG in the Vietnam War. The carrier has not been used until the carrier was not used until the fall of Saigon, where it was used as a floating base for aircraft helicopters which was used to evacuate over 3,000 refugees during Operation Frequent Wind. Midway was then deployed to the Persian Gulf when Iraq seized Kuwait. During Operation Desert Storm, Midway was the flagship for naval air forces and launched 3,000 combat missions with no losses. The US Army had moved into Saudi Arabia as part of Operation Desert Shield. Midway was the carrier for warships from the US, Australia and other countries during this time, stationed in the North Arabian Sea. 
the aircraft carrier participated in Operation Imminent Thunder, which took place over eight days and included landing exercises in northeast Saudi Arabia and involved 1,000 US Marines, 16 warships and more than 1,100 aircraft. The carrier's final mission was to evacuate civilian personnel from the Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines when Mount Pinatubo erupted in 1991. The mission sought to evacuate 20,000 military members and family members from the island of Luzon. The evacuees were dropped off at Cebu Island. In August of 1991, the Midway departed Yokosuka and returned to Pearl Harbor and was replaced by USS Independence. Midway then sailed to Seattle for a port visit before making her final voyage to San Diego. In April 1992, the Midway was decommissioned in South San Diego, in which Dick Cheney was the main speaker at the ceremony. Midway was then taken from the Naval Register in 1997, and then remained in storm storage in Bremerton, Washington, until 2003, when it was then donated to a non-profit organization and opened as a museum in June 2004. In 2010, the Midway surpassed the 5 million visitor mark since opening and thereafter it has had a million tourists visit its museum annually. I would highly recommend visiting the USS Midway Museum. Entry costs $26 and you can have easily 3-4 hours of entertainment. The museum contains artifacts, models of jet fighter planes, and helicopters within the main deck and top landing deck. There are also flight simulators, games and an audio guided tour. The museum also has a cafe restaurant called Cafe 41, serving coffee, soft drinks and meals such as burgers and french fries or chips for us Europeans, stews and pasta. One can go down to the lower deck living quarters to see how the marines lived in their cabins. Mannequins are placed in different rooms to illustrate kitchen, laundry, dental, hospital and postal services that operated on Midway. So that's this episode of the podcast. A detailed, if yet brief, history lesson in America's largest aircraft carrier for some time after World War II. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope to be back soon with more. But until then, slauncha.